Here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. What is going on, Jason Liu, for another episode of The Business of Feeling Good, and I am actually circling back around to a topic and an episode that I initially scrapped. So if you've been on this journey, you can go back probably three episodes and hear me talk about uh, why I scrapped an episode that I worked on for eight hours um, and ultimately decided to just produce some content that I was more passionate and excited about. Um, But this is the exact episode that I actually reworked or brought back into the rotation because it became more relevant to me. And more importantly, I was actually able to find the purpose and the reason for creating the episode, something that really excited me, but more importantly, I thought would give you guys all impact when it came to extrapolating or grabbing value from this piece. So the topic today is really around protecting your ability to produce. And if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone that's a content creator, if you're a coach, any of those types of entrepreneurial areas that you spend energy on, there's always that one thing that only you can do. It might be similar to other people, but it's your flavor, it's your taste, it's your perspective on what it is that you create. And that thing is what attracts people to you. It, it's what people know you for. And so having the energy to put time and put focus into that craft is one of the most important things to do, I believe, especially if you're trying to get your work out to people. And not having the juice to do that, I think is there's a compounding effect on how it affects you and the people that you're trying to go out through and impact. And this all came about because I had restless sleep. I couldn't focus. I felt like I was exhausted before the day even started. And I said, why is it, why is it that I don't have the energy to produce content, to go coach the clients that I have, to go after and make the calls that I really need to go out there and make? And when I sat down and began to journal, it brought me back to the story that my mentor brought up to me, which was he ended up attending a conference about leadership. In fact, it was a 10-day conference with 300 of some of the best minds in the world, Fortune 500 companies and CEOs, um, thought leaders, um, major personal development and growth coaches, people that you would know by first name basis. And they all came together for a 10-day conference. And the man that actually put this together was someone that was a Harvard professor, um, also had served on three separate presidential advisory boards. And he got up to stage, and as the story goes, He actually hobbled up to stage. Um, He was a bit of an older man, curly hair, glasses, and he was a bit hunched over. In fact, his clothes were a bit baggy on him. They kind of crumpled around him like he had lost some weight. Not maybe the necessarily the image that people were thinking when it came to leadership or entrepreneurship. And he hobbled his way up to the stage and his entire opening dialogue and what he hoped to give the people in the audience 
was around a specific subject. And I'll do my best to kind of recount it right now. But he essentially went up to the front of the room and asked everyone, how many guys would believe that you are a person of high integrity? And boom, everyone's hands go up, right? He said, okay, well, let's define what integrity means. Integrity means doing what you say you were going to do when you said you were going to do it on the greed quality that all parties um, agreed upon. And then more importantly, if you can't deliver on it, that you communicate it and figure out how to fix it, right? That was his definition of high integrity. He said to the room, how many guys believe that you still have high integrity? And so half the room, two thirds of the room, boom, hands go up, right? And he said, let me ask you a question. How many of you have had employees or people that have worked for you or commitments with vendors where someone's come to you and they said they were going to do something and they didn't do it? How did that feel? And everyone just kind of shakes their head. They're kind of grumpy. They're just, you know, you get that kind of judgy feeling, right? And I said, how many of you in the room when no one's looking, when no one's watching, maybe it's a commitment in your mind, have made commitments to yourself and broken them and boom, And everyone kind of looks around the room and he goes on to talk about the fact that he spent 45 years in leadership and management and how for the most part, he feels that as a man who's had all these accolades and awards and income and money and impact, that he's failed at having high integrity with himself. It is something that he has to consistently work on, keeping your word to yourself. And that story, if I did it any justice, It hit me. And the reason why it hit me, and the reason why, more importantly, when I woke up uneasy and restless and cranky, right? Not showing up as maybe a good father or a good husband because I was worried about other stuff. It brought me back to a teaching that I was given. And my mentor, the same mentor that shared with me the story, gave me this idea of, he called them ice cubes. And it's a bit of a stretch, but just hang with me here for a second. Each day we wake up and we have a finite amount of energy. I think we can all agree with that. We have a certain amount of energy that we have to take on to the day to do whatever we can to get as much juice out of it. But we get these little, if you can imagine your energy like ice cubes, we get to place these ice cubes in areas of our life that we need to focus on. But there are times where we're behind the eight ball because we need to place that ice cube or place that energy somewhere that isn't in our maybe zone of genius or that area that we need to create or produce, but it's hung up in another area. It's a commitment that we haven't fulfilled. It's a promise that maybe we don't want to actually fulfill upon. It's, it's us doing an act. How many of you guys have ever been in a situation where you're doing work because you said you were going to do it, but you absolutely hate the work? I've been there so many times. In fact, especially in the early part of my career, I used to say yes to everything because I wanted people to like me. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll hop on that. Yeah, I'll jump on this call. And at the end of the day, I was like, gosh, I hate this. And by the time I got to the area again, where I felt like I was in my zone of genius or that area that I can produce in, I barely had the energy because I had sapped up all those little ice cubes. All those little energon cubes were gone because I had put them in areas that I was worried about or areas that I just hated to do, which really brought me to the lesson of two kind of two major points to this. One is it's so much easier to say no 
than to have to renege on a promise because you can't fulfill it or B have to do something you absolutely don't want to do. And so one of the exercises that I always go back to, I used to do this every quarter. I'm lucky if I do it a year right now, but it brought me back because this lesson is so powerful, which is taking a moment to realize what you value most. What are the areas that are most important to you? And it's almost like having this piece of tracing paper that you can lay over everything. It could be family, it could be fitness, it could be um, producing something that's creative, it could be your, it could be your podcast, it could be your uh, product that you're creating right now. But whatever you value most, when someone asks you for something, it's almost like laying the values over that and saying, does that bring me closer to more joy, more happiness and closer to my values? Or does that take me away from those areas? And if it's not a heck yeah, let's get this thing done, then it's a heck no, let's not do this. And it's easier, even though it's a difficult conversation to have at times saying, hey, I'm sorry, like I, I really appreciate you asking me, but unfortunately I cannot help you at this point in time. I'm happy to direct you to somewhere else or maybe let you know if something clears up you know, in the future. But giving people the reason or giving people an honest answer sometimes is going to save and protect that energy for you. But the second half of it, and more the reason why I was up the other night, was because there were promises I had made to other people. They could be small commitments, email here, an application I was supposed to fill out that I know that I told them I was going to do sooner and I didn't fulfill on. And it was those little things that almost felt like they're almost like you don't realize they're there until you do it. And that weight kind of comes off your shoulders. It almost feels like those slabs of concrete or that brick wall that you're holding on your shoulders just all of a sudden falls away. It melts away. And so my question to you or my homework to you is are there commitments that you said you are going to do for somebody that you haven't fulfilled on and you need to get those out so you can protect that energy and have it to put toward those projects that really require you? Or are there projects that you have right now that you're doing, right? That maybe you should have said no to that in the future, based on our blueprint, based on our kind of tracing paper of values, we're going to have a better understanding of what to say no to, that you need to just get done and get out of the way. And it's a great kind of a lesson right now is if you're not in a space of feeling good, welcome to the business of feeling good. If you're not in a place of feeling good, sometimes it's these like, they're, they're kind of like the hooks. Um, if you ever watched a, an athlete on a track run and put a parachute behind him, it's kind of like having one of those parachutes in your back. And you're running as hard as you can, but you're not going anywhere. It's because you got these hooks that are holding you back right now. And the faster you can sever them, the faster you're going to have the energy, the power, the bandwidth to really dial into what you're creating. So I hope you guys grabbed some value out of today's conversation. If you want to see why I scrapped the original episode, you guys can actually check back on to an earlier episode, probably three back from this one, and hear about why I scrapped it. But hopefully that gave you some value today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation, and we will see you on the next episode. Cheers. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, 
You can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.